Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. James Thomas, welcome to the studio corner. What's good, bro? <laughs> good to see you, man. Yeah, it's good to see you. I've been itching to get here, talk to you, chop it up. Been watching the show, so I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. So I was like, you know, you gotta come well on. Get on. You know, feel me. <laughs> All right, so let's start. Let's start. Let's start fast. All right. I own the best record label in the world. All right. You want to sign with me, right? Yes. I come up to you and I give you one chance. Yes. Tell me why I should sign you. Just sign me because you want to make money. Bottom line, I think. Thing about me is like, a lot of people just do music for fun, yada yada yada, or you know they want fame. I want. I don't really want fame, but I just want. I want to be in a place where I, my life where I want to take care of a family of my own. I want to take care of my parents. I want to take care of my uncle, and this really means a lot to me. Um, it's something that I really. And passionate about. Um, it's something that I feel like I was called to do. It's something that I feel like is needed because people my age, um, R&B, really right now, and the male side is kind of lacking. So anybody that really looks at me and really wants to make make noise in the industry, wants to have someone that's actually can really sing. Like there's a lot of people that are making money and they really can't sing that well. Well, I can do that, and I'm decent looking, so you might as well you make some money. Yeah, <laughs> R&B is the way to go. You should holler at me because we're very lacking in the industry. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. The first part of that that's the answer. I wanted to slap you. <laughs> the way you followed it up, though, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you credit for that one. That was a really good. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it's it's cutthroat, bro. Like uh, it's all about making money. The way like the people have been talking to me, some producers and people give me the runaround. It's very cutthroat. And at the end of the day, if you're not trying to make money, or if you're not trying to set a label in the position to make money, then you know, it's like, why did they even talk to you in the first place? You know, but that's around. only with a label. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I totally disagree with the. It's all about making money. Oh, I mean, from from but for a label, for a yeah. label, yeah. But for the label, I mean, they don't they don't really have much left. They don't, to be so. honest. So, <laughs> I mean, it kind of has to be. Yeah. But so. I mean, I, hey, I I uh, I'm not saying that I've signed a record deal. I've dealt with a lot of labels in my for life. Sure. Uh, I'm not saying I've answered them properly, but I think they'd like that answer. <laughs> Yeah, I think everyone likes money, so <laughs> I think they like that answer. I love it. So you talked about music, kind of like you want to support your family, you want to start a family. So the passion isn't just the music necessarily; it's the fact that you want that to be what gets you the life that you want. That and also like the influence, like, well, yeah, right now, and also like I just see how artists, the things that they say, the influence that they have on people, the way they, the way that they think, and how that um, affects. The masses in general. I don't like the way that people think about things. I don't like the way society thinks about things. And I feel like if I had the influence, and I want to use my music and stuff like that to have influence. One thing about R&B is it's very love-centric. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, my upbringing and the way I've grown up, I feel like people look at love in, like, the wrong way. I, pe I feel like people my age and our generation need a lot of love advice. And I feel like this is one of the ways. I've already been giving love advice to some people because my mom was like, you know, my parents are pastors and my mom is also like a marriage counselor on top of that. And Damn. so I see the things that she deals with and the things that like she talks about. And then I see the things that people in my age deal with, the relationship problems that they deal with, the struggles <laughs> that they have on, and they, they voice on like Twitter. I'm like, your mindset is not in the place you need to be to try to go after the things that you want. So I want that kind of influence as well, as long as, as well as being able to provide for my family. At the same time, so I, I dig that. I dig that. Um, so love in general. So that love is love. A, is a big message for you. Then there's, for sure. there's a lot to that. So your personal music has a lot to do with that message. Then a lot to do with love. It's yes. Yeah, it's a lot to do with like. Um, my big thing is we treat love like it's a feeling, 
and love is more like a verb you know love is love is an action it's love is something that a relationship isn't something that you find a relationship is something that you build it's something that takes work it's something that takes effort it's not like this hollywood romance it's not it's infatuation that changes over time people require different things at different stages of your relationship and i think that's a lot of things that people don't recognize people don't also recognize that you need to do a lot of self-development within yourself people don't recognize that you need to um deal with some of the traumas in your past you need to deal with some of the insecurities because all that burden that you have in your heart that affects your partner that affects your lover Mm -hmm. so when you don't take the time to deal with that a lot of people have their expectations of what love is supposed to be what the best relationship is supposed to be but when you don't take the time to really dig deep inside yourself really give like really take the time to be like why do i act the way that i do a lot of times you don't even know the problems that you have until you're in a relationship because when you're with your family, when you're with your friends, like they see one side of you, but when you were also now you're in moving into that realm of romance and love, they're starting to get that as well, but they're starting to see the entire picture. So it's very interesting and I feel like it's a lot of things that people need help with. And I also wanna use my music to do something different, it's something that allows people all people to listen to and it's something that allows them to kinda explore that. So So that's <clears throat> first off, I I love that. Mm. I think uh I think everything you said is very important. I've heard the love is a verb thing. I've also, uh, I haven't heard the relationship is something you build. I, I like that. I think uh, not even just with humans. I think a relationship with anything that matters sure. to you. And that being said, like you're talking about a deeper kind of love. You're talking about a, like an everlasting love, like not just the lovey-dovey, fan- fantastical Definitely. stuff. And it's difficult in music to really Definitely. grab a hold of that because music is, I mean, in I'd say 99% of the time is a fantastical thing. We think of Definitely. a fantasy and we try to like, you know, turn what we're feeling this like impossible idea into this song, yeah. you know, three minutes, even 10 minute songs. Right. Mm-hmm. So to take a concept that literally contradicts why most musicians <laughs> are doing it and say, I want to use this platform to create that is a bold move and a bold statement. Is there something that you, is there a way that you approach even writing songs or singing? I mean, is there something about the way you do things that helps you conquer the deeper side of things of saying, Hey, it's not just about fantastical love. It's not just about the puppy love and the dreaming. It's about like, hey, you got to work through shit. I think it's like, it's like the buildup, you know? Um, yeah, I don't just, it's not all, all my music's not all mean, like deep. No, of course, but strong, you know, like, like that, taking <laughs> yeah, that approach, it's got to yeah. lead you somewhere different. Definitely got to lead you somewhere. So like, yeah, a lot of times I like try to do the buildup. I try to do like the, I talk about songs and it's like the first stage when you meet a girl, you're like, dang, she likes me. Oh, she really feeling me. I dig her. I'm trying to explore this. Then, then you get to the part where like, and that's the, like the fantastical side. Then you get to the part where like, oh, now you're in a relationship. I do, I do different parts of relationships. Yeah. Now I like, there's I have, I have songs where like, oh, now I'm in a relationship. I'm happy, but now I have this girl that's feeling me because I'm in this relationship. She sees how I love her, <laughs> and now that's those are situations that I've been in myself and other people have been in. And then I, it's kind of like trying to give you like everything's not happy rainbows. Like everything is, I feel like it's something that you can relate to. There's many times like guys, you get in a relationship. And because you get in a relationship, now you get, get attraction from other girls just because you're in a relationship and they see something that they can't have. Well, that's just human beings. Human we want being, what we yeah, can't have. Human beings. That's so how I walk them through that. And then I walk them through. So it's like it's just like not really like I don't really boom, put the heavy stuff. I usually like, especially if I'm doing like EPs or albums or something like that, I let it be like a transition of when you meet that girl then to where you're starting to get together, starting to build, then bath, maybe some hardships happen but then you overcome them and now you're in a better place you know so so like what what for, to you what is a what is it like a surface level topic 
for like regarding love in the song what would be like a surface level topic like a surface level topic would be just you know trying to holler at a girl she's you see she's bad she's in the club we're like oh, i need to get her number so that's yeah, so, yeah. so, so situational it's like i'm situation, in a club and i'm trying yeah. i'm trying to bang this chick yes yeah, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like much, that's like, what you know for yeah. like, for a guy singing the song definitely like, wants to bang this like that surface level so take that same guy in that same situation how would you approach that on a deeper level to write more about what it, what's really going on I mean, you're not going to talk about this it's shit all, looking it, good in the club. Yeah, yeah it's all, and honestly, it's, it's all about the mood. Like, it's, when you start talking about the deep love stuff, that's where, like, a lot of the inspiration from, like, different, um, like, the R&B legends of, like, the 90s or, like, 80s, that's where it comes into play. When you start getting, like, beats where you feel like, oh, this is something that New Edition could have sang, this is something that Mint Condition could have sang, Boys to Men. That's where I really put the. That's where I make the transition. When it's when it's lighthearted, jumpy, or it's like it kind of sounds like club music. You get that feel. That's where you get like the contemporary R and B, and then I sprinkle in like the heavy duty R and B stuff. A lot of stuff when you listen to the R and B, it's all about how you incorporate and use your beats. I feel like a lot a lot of the times. So someone like a Daniel Caesar because of the way he sounds, and the beats and the the instrumentals that he chooses to incorporate you already get the feel that like oh this is about to be like a heavy song yeah this is about to be you know maybe something that's going to be meaningful and then just just opposed to like a, a like i don't know like a jacques or chris brown the vibe that they bring the it's all about the vibe that you bring into a song i feel like that's very important people kind of like overlook that and all starts with the instrumental that you use and then it just builds from there. So I mean, that's R and B in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, r- rhythm and blues. Rhythm and blues. I so. mean, it's so. So here's a question for you. That you know, understanding that is R and B is a, is defined musically. The different types of R and B have grown over time, but it's literally defined based on the musical aspect. You know, bringing the blues and the jazz chords into that groove with a pop, you know, twist to it, right? Yep. So as a singer, you know, whether it's a soul, you're a soul singer, or even a blues singer, like. It's not until you back yourself up with R&B music that you're an R&B singer, it sounds. Yeah, definitely. So being the singer, or do, do you identify as a singer or an artist? Before we dive into this whole thing. That's a great question, honestly, that no one's ever like asked me. Gotta hang uh, out with better people. <laughs> I know. I, I, I feel like... I don't know. Can you say both? Like, I don't know. I feel you like can. I have you a can. lot of, it's just, it's just like for you, like, you know, it, I feel like I'm not stuck in like that. Like, I don't know. What do you feel first? Like, you know, I, I write songs, I produce stuff. I, you know, I play guitar, but I feel like in my I, core, like singing is my core. Definitely. Yeah. So I would say I'm a guitar player. Yeah. You know, but it's not the only thing that I do. Yeah, definitely. So you feel more, you're a singer. You know, yeah, that's, definitely. that's where you lead. Yeah. That's what leads everything you definitely, are. Definitely. So Perfect. We're so back to the same question: the whole R and B being a musically defined you know genre. So, as a singer, what kind of role are you playing? Not even in your own music, but just in music in general. To say like I'm an R and B singer, but you can't be that unless you have that backup sound. Yeah. What role that I'm playing? I think I'm playing a very important role. Honestly, I feel like I'm a tweener now within like the generation that we have today, because it's really different. Like girls in R and B right now are killing it, right? And um, yeah. I mean, you got her, you got SZA, you got LMI, you got NAO, a whole bunch of people like Janaiko, people like that. They're killing it. And it seems like it's more like the heavy R&B vibe, the slow, like you're like you're swinging in the clouds, yada, yada, yada. But then you have like the male side. It's like you have like Chris Brownie, but he's like in, he's kind of getting old now. Like they're like 30. Trey songs are like in their mid 30s. Like people my age, it's like really only Daniel Caesar, Jacquees and... Um, what's his name? Brent Fayez, I think. 
And I feel like my role is kind of be like, I want to really bring that kind of R&B good feel vibes back. But I also don't want to be stuck in that mold. I feel like people like Daniel Caesar, he's kind of stuck in that mold. And like he can't like move over to like a Chris Brownish, like in the club, uh, Jacquees type of thing. I feel like I'm the perfect tweener between like a Daniel Caesar, Brent Fayez to like Chris Brown, Jacquees. Like I feel like the way my voice sounds, um, the tones that I bring, and all the instrumentals I do, I I feel like I can be one of those artists that can like transverse and go back and forth and really do a good job of that, and people can like relate to that. So. That's what I feel like my role is to tell you like you can do definitely do both. You don't people try to act like R and B singers are really boring, so that's where they listen to more of the popish side R and B singing. But I feel I want to feel like I can merge the two pretty well. So, so when you say more of the upbeat, you want like a almost like a happier feel to things, kind of like a praising feeling. Uh, it's more like uh, it's just a, like a different. It's more contemporary. So a lot of a lot of times when people think of R and B. In their in their minds, they're thinking of like, not even people that really can sing. They think of like Ty Dolla Sign, Chris Brown. They think about uh. Well, see it? now they're they're like those, there's those the are those the issue. There's a lot of people like and they and then so like they think of that and then they think of the other people like it's not really. It, I really feel like now it's not enough room to sound like a uh, like a Maxwell. It's not enough room to sound like uh like a Stevie or D'Angelo or. They're trying to they they try to put you in like a certain like you gotta be in almost like in like what in like I think they call it in like movies like indie type yeah. thing. That's like <laughs> what they try to put you in. Like that's not the mainstream thing. That's not the thing that everyone flocks to. But I feel like I really feel like people love R and B. Well, I feel so, like R and B as a <laughs> genre is 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 going through a bit of a hard time with the identity, Definitely. and it's because like. You you saying names like Chris Brown and like what is it Ty Dollar Sign? People have I've never so actually many... heard that said out loud. By the way, I'll tell you, I t- <laughs> they only seen. That name. There was a thing on Twitter. There was a thing on Twitter. Jacques called himself the King of R and B. People went crazy, right? So they see people started naming their list of R and B singers. So I'm that must looking. Have been a mess. Oh I'm looking God. at the list. I'm oh seeing Chris Brown. I'm seeing Ty Dollar Sign. I'm seeing Jeremiah. But see, I'm are they saying, actually R and B? Like when you break down the concept of R and B itself, like rhythm and blues. I would, I would like honestly, I like, I would, I would, I would put them in that category. It's levels now. It's they're more on the contemporary side. Would they not be more pop music? They maybe are more like definitely like Chris, some of their songs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, definitely. Because there's a huge hip-hop. difference. Like you know, R and B. Like while it does have that swing, that beat, that you know, kind of groove, it is a groove. Mm-hmm. It's not really like the kind of you know move to that beat hip hop feeling. Yeah. It's got that you know. It's like it's like you basically took the blues, you threw some heavy jazz chords on it, mm-hmm. and you put some like fucking fat bass in it. Yeah. And you have the most beautiful singer come on and sing his or hers heart <laughs> fucking heart out. Yeah. You know, that's R and B. And it's supposed to evolve like all genres should, but like it's now not, we've gotten to the point it's crazy. Yeah, it's, and it's hard too, because it's like, yeah, and even now people are like, Oh, it's like my singing stuff, oh, it's too slow. Uh, you gotta speed it up, yada 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 and then you put in that, you know, those pressures, you gotta deal with that stigma. Like it's it's really yeah, it's like an enigma, honestly. I would put some like someone like Chris Brown. He's very, um, first of all, he's very talented. I know he gets a bad rep for, you know, but uh, he's very talented and he just can go in a lot of different genres. You can't really even call him like R&B singer because he just does so much more. But, and that's, and that shows in his music. So when people like, I understand like you hear Chris Brown, you're like, you think of pop. Yeah. He has a lot of pop songs. He has a lot of like, but he also has like his, some of the songs that don't really blow up well are his R&B stuff. 
because honestly nowadays R and B is not even the stuff that sells. The the highest selling stuff is hip hop and pop, unfortunately. And so yeah, that's that's just the way it is. Well, right now. when inform in in terms of like the African American community and sure yeah, I mean the, rap is fucking taking a huge hit because first off, no one's coming out with like game changing stuff, yeah. and the rappers that are coming out of the scene aren't coming from why rap was originally made. But no, they're I making, enti- but they're making hella money though. Sure, yeah, but that's Cause, and also because it's the it's the new culture, right? Um, you light up a joint and you, and you listen to Migos and Lil Baby and the Baby and yeah, and I mean everyone people, has their stuff and people. I, that's, light, up a, I light up a joint. And that's listen to the literally wall. I mean, yeah, like that's literally <laughs> what drives that. Literally, I feel like that's what really drives it the most. Like hip hop is making a killing, pop is making a killing. People just there's so many great R and B singers. I like and and then like. That's another thing too about R&B. It's also like predicated on sex appeal and if you look good. So the best singers. That's what I think when I think so R&B. Not, I think like I want to feel sexy and like I yeah, want to so, feel like I you know I got somewhere emotionally, but I'm also ready to bang. You know. Yeah. So like the <laughs> girls, like the girls take a big hit. Like the girls that like are not what we consider the standard of American beauty. Maybe those are the girls that take the biggest hit. Some of the like. Like and then the girls that are very attractive who can't really sing that well, they just get lifted up. And I'm like, how? Are, I was like, they better pray to God every day that they are gorgeous because they, I would never sit hey, there. Hey, you know what? A lot of people in our industry have built careers based off their look. Hey, I mean, it, it you works. Know what, so though, you got they, it, got, so. they got the writers, they got the producers, they got all that stuff. You need but a it performer. Sounds hor- like I don't want to hate. I don't want. I don't want to talk about it body voice. I'm not gonna talk about it about her. But like, there's just just one artist. From you the, gotta tell from, me from the UK. Who you gotta tell me, man? And she sounds horrible to me. Who? Tell me. You heard? <laughs> I don't want this to get back to me. But you you heard of Georgia Smith, bro? Mm-mm. You never heard of Georgia Smith? She no. is, she is like on a scale of one to ten, she's like a twenty. Like attractive? Yes. Okay. But like Georgia when it comes Smith, to her music, when it comes to her music, I'm just like, why do you guys hype her up so much? Like she does not sound good to me. Because like, she's a twenty. I don't like I don't like that vibe. It's like you know how girl. It's the new thing now too. R and B is like. You gotta sound like different. You gotta, it's like, like you. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what is that? Like, <laughs> this sounds crazy to me. <coughs> but here, me. like, SZA tries to do that too. I don't know what it's called. It's a term for that, I, and I forget the name. But like, people love that. But I do not. I don't know why that's like the new thing. So I, I had a guest on uh, two weeks ago. He's a, he's a rapper, and we kind of we kind of talked about mumble rapping, right? Okay. And mumble <laughs> rapping is kind of like the, like this a similar thing to what you're talking about, in my opinion. It's like there's this genre um, in this genre that came out, which just seems like just it sounds really bad, but it seems to be doing great, right? You know. That's because it's mumble rapping is that whole culture is because people people get loaded before they get the studio, and so, so that's why you sound like that and. People identify with that because they listen to your music. They're loaded too. So when you're okay, loaded so together in that space, there's a connector. Yeah, with there's that, a right? connector with that. Yeah. So with this other stuff, this like I don't know what the singing is called either, but I I do know. Yeah, exactly I heard what you're I heard the about. term. I heard the term. It's like Christina Aguilera got hit with a fucking shovel mid song. Yes, like, <laughs> like I don't know what that. I don't know why that's. I don't know what that's supposed to connect, but people love it for some some something. Someone was like they compared it to like the font like Wingdings or something like that. I thought that was really funny, but uh, yeah, it's just. This is not my thing. Like I like new singers like her. Her's my favorite woman. So R&B why do singer. why do you think that that is that it's popular? You think because it's, I have no idea. It's I different think people like like it's it's the aesthetic. Like people like aesthetic different stuff. People want you to go outside. Like your album cover is like you just in like a 
oversized trench coat or something and you have like a rainbow maybe missing your face like it's just these weird aesthetics that like people feel like it's supposed to make your stuff make your music make your the image image yeah, yeah make your image sound better is and this r&b based you're talking about yeah well definitely with the singers um people have their different things they like but it's just like uh what's her name uh she's not an r&b singer i don't think i don't, I don't consider her one but like someone like uh who can i think of you're talking about someone that's, that's just a singer on her image yeah like uh I, I mean, can't think of like 90% right. of But it's just like different artists. Yeah 90% of people Like it's like They want the aesthetic Like it has to be Just the most far out there thing So I think when Now people are trying to Incorporate that Incorporate that With how they sound And how they sing And I personally don't like it But Well so I think I think talent And like the ability To do what you're supposed to do And like image Is such a It's such a touchy subject To connect Yeah And I mean I have very strong opinions on it But it's also like when you're with a label and like you're required to do certain things, like certain acts, like the acts are incredible and it requires so much work. It may seem over the top, but it's yeah. like you know what it's working, but they can still accomplish. Yeah. Like you're, you may hate this example. Taylor Swift, for example, mm-hmm. that girl works harder than fucking anybody else. I know she does. That girl puts on a fucking show, but she also sings and plays, right? Yeah. Justin Bieber, when he came out, that little shit, he was a little kid. <laughs> yeah. And he was doing the, he was the doing most incredible performance. But incredible that, that I don't mind. Like that stuff. But then you have people sense. that are like not established, which yeah. is not a big deal, but like not established that don't don't have a following that don't even have a statement to make and to top it all off have no talent but like and that's that's those what they do like taylor swift those people and even like people like michael jackson that that's an aesthetic that like it goes with the talent right yeah but like people try to like i'm like i went to an open mic and the girl had like sage waving in the air <laughs> and like half the concert she's like like through the set i'm like what is this supposed to be and people are just like Yes, yeah. I'm like, did you miss the handing out of joints before? I don't know what was going on. I'm like, this is not good to me. Like, so, wait, so she, she, she had wait, walk sage. Walk me through this. I want, I want, I want to. She had. She was on. So- first of all, first of all, <laughs> she had like purple braids and like some kind of like sequence boots. She was singing. It was sounding like a nice little R and B, but then she was like, she had a she, good voice. She had, she had like a decent voice. Honestly, like, I don't like to bash on people, but like. Yeah, she was she was okay. You're um, you're in the music business. If you don't have an opinion, you're gonna get ripped apart. That's fine with me. Like I don't care about <laughs> I don't I don't care about I'm never like I don't like to try to bash people. But you know, because we're all you know artists expressing ourselves, right? We're not bashing. We're sharing our opinions. Yeah, there's a huge difference. She sounded she sounded she sounded she sounded okay, and uh, <laughs> then she starts that. lighting sage. Has it like the smoke? And then she's on the ground, like crisscross applesauce, looking like she's like hint. I don't know. Was she supposed to be singing? Yeah, she's singing. She's trying to sing. It was just too much, and uh, people are applauding. How big this. was this place? Um, it was at the. Um, I used to sing at the. Uh, the Zen Lounge. You heard of that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's on Victoria Boulevard. It's near. It's near. Uh, you know the In and Out. No, it's not on Victoria Boulevard. It's near like it's near um Universal Studios. Zen you know that In and Out? That's yeah, like the on that's, near Kawanga. It's on Kawanga. Yeah. It's like on the uh, it's on like the opposite side of that street. Huh? I think it's right, it's right up the street from the baked potato. Then, uh, yes, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I, used, I was trying to get there. That's when I first started. And uh, what's her name was there? It was owned by uh, Tina Campbell from uh, you've seen the Martin Show, Martin Lawrence Show. Oh, the, his yeah, wife. And I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Tina Campbell, Tisha. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. And so yeah, 
and there's a lot of interesting. That's that's another thing I hate about being like, cause you know me, you growing up with me. Yeah. Music is not the only thing I do. I do a whole bunch of other stuff. So like, very, very a lot of stuff person. that a lot of stuff that like artists do are like just like it's just too much for me. Like, and so sometimes when you're in that realm, especially with open mics and this and that, and everyone acts like they're super Hollywood and bigger than they are, and sometimes that can be just a little. uh little bit too much for me well i think with this whole like uh especially really really in the music business i think this whole idea of opening up to allow anybody with an act to basically get attention especially with social yeah. media and the ability to get your face out there it's like taking say say you have the entire population and say like 10 percent of the population has the talent and ability to be in the music business and becomes you know mm-hmm. successful on every level huge mm-hmm. small whatever yeah you know and then you Fast forward to our time now, now fucking 90% of the population has access to the same stuff that 10% had. Yeah. So now you have people that, it's not that they don't love music maybe, yeah. but they put very little work into the actual skill it takes mm-hmm. and they can put on this act and you know this image Definitely. and they can promote the living shit out of it and they can make an entire career off of it without ever actually doing something you know, skillful or quality. And hey, if it works, more power to them. But in my opinion, in the music industry and things like that, it's uh, especially the entertainment industry. There's such statements made with all these artists, especially music. Mm-hmm. There's so much to say. There's so much to feel, and so many things are being drowned out and saturated. Yeah, and uh, it's it's making it harder to it's making it harder to appreciate things. But I think what it's leading to is that eventually it's going to become so so oversaturated with people putting on these fucking crazy acts like lighting <laughs> sage. It's going to become so intense. Yeah. It's, we're already there. Yeah, it's going to get so intense. That no one's gonna care about anything anymore yeah. unless you're really fucking great. We're like this close. I think to yeah, I think it's snapping. I think it's getting close. <laughs> Everyone's still gonna snap and be like, "It's not close. Shit. It's getting close, but at the same time, it's not close enough." Because I'm saying a lot of acts and stuff that people, a lot of the people that blow up, <laughs> are just not that good to me. That's why I'm like, that's why I'm not even tripping about you know what labels say, people like music producers that get me to run around say because the stuff, the people that they try to promote. Like, just because they have 15,000 followers, yeah, I don't have 15,000 followers yet, but, like, this person is not that good. And you get 15,000 followers because you got shouted out by a famous artist, and you only got 15,000 followers. I know people that got shouted out by artists and have 500,000 fo- 500, followers, so who was the better artist? Like, that, none of that makes... All that stuff compiled with that is just ridiculous to me, but... Okay, so let's let's step outside the label, then. Forget the label, and you're say you're not gonna... You don't want to be a part of that. How are you gonna... Proceed. How are you going to move forward in your music career? So this. So you don't so have like, well, you're going to do 100 percent independent. So the plan I have right now is well, I'm actually enrolled in medical school. So medical school. You know, yeah. I did read that. So I, I'm I actually leave for Barbados in August. You're so, going to fucking medical school. Yeah. Holy shit! Did you take the MCAT? Yeah, I took it. That shit was a beast. How many times did you take it? I took it twice. Really? Yeah. Good for that, you, man. That shit was hard. That Dude, was, are you kidding? There's like some of the best doctors out there have taken it like four times. That shit was hard, bro. Yeah, my cousin would just fine. finished medical school like two See, years I wish, ago. I wish I was in his position. Now I'm about to start this crazy. He went in there with a little bit of hair, and he's bald now. Let me put it uh, that way. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that. But uh, Yeah, but see, you have like Afro, beautiful, thick yeah. hair. We're Armenian, so yeah. like it was already thin to start <laughs> with. There wasn't much to go in with. Well, I'm already starting to get some gray hair, so hopefully I don't have a whole At beard. least it's hair, though. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You don't need surgery for, for gray hairs. Definitely. But that's the plan, though. Nowadays... So, okay, yeah, so the money, like, I'm probably going to do something. I'm not trying to do a long um, residency. I'll probably do, like, rheumatology or dermatology or something that's 
like a year or two, and then I'm gonna. You have beautiful skin. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, and uh, and I'm gonna use that to finance you know my music. So that's the plan. So that, but that's a lot of years uh, away. That's a lot of years in school. It's um, it'll be so it's an accelerated program too. So it's gonna be three years of schooling, and then depending, like if I just do like rheumatology, you just go right and practice that. If it's a lot of a lot of times people don't realize the schooling comes in because you have to learn how. To, if you do it being a surgeon, you have to learn how to do surgery. Yeah, so they don't want you. You have to practice. That. I'm very happy do- that that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I'm very like, happy with that. It takes like seven, ten years to learn learn to be a surgeon. So yeah. I mean, that's pretty serious business. So. But like, just there's some residencies that aren't that long, and that's the plan I had. Like, if I wanted to do surgery, then yes, I would have been. And it's not even a lot of schooling; it's that four years, and then it's just you're doing all that training, and you're not getting paid that much. A lot of people think that like doctors are just have it made, like they're in debt and struggling. But it's a big <laughs> commitment to be a doctor. So. Okay, so so walk me through the school thing. So you're gonna go away to school. Are you gonna focus on music while you're at school? Or For you sure. Gonna, you gonna uh, put it aside. That was the hardest thing. Yeah, that was really the hardest thing. I went to my parents and I was like, I don't know if I want to go to medical school anymore. Like I, that's something I always geared towards. I went to school for biology, and uh, that's something that I always like thought like wanted to do like in high school and growing up. But I think it was a weird journey that I was on, and uh, because when I first when I first applied to school, I didn't like my MCAT score, right? And so I got a decline from every medical school. So no one the way first MCAT score, yeah, <sighs> that was struggle. But then the way I like coped with that was music, and I just loved doing it. And like I remember the first time, what got me started was because, cause you know I always sang, and but I always limited myself because one, when I hit puberty, my voice was trash. <laughs> so I was like, this was not in the works for me. And then going to high school, it's starting to come back. But it's still like you still have that like feeling like I'm not good enough. I don't sound like all the other people. And so when I went through that hard time, it was actually my girlfriend and I was anniversary coming up. I had no money, like didn't really have a job like that. So I didn't know how I was going to give her a gift. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to write me a, write a song because I've been writing songs. I just didn't show it to people. So I found beat, wrote a song, recorded it with a friend's laptop. And uh, she loved it. I was like, great. And uh, but then she like played it. I guess her, some of her friends heard it and like kind of went around school, and they were like, "Oh, I think you should like really." She was like, "I think you should like really like do this." And I'm like, "You think people will listen to me?" Like, <laughs> like that's a big commitment because you do all this stuff and people like there's people have there's a stigma associated with people that do music, especially hell yeah if it's on SoundCloud and they're like, <laughs> "Okay, you're trash." Like, I mean, but well, I mean, it's come on, it's ten dollars to put a song on fucking Spotify. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I understand. So, so that I guess that was the kind of limiting belief I had. But, but now once I got entrenched with that, and I started having opportunities for myself, there was always medical school in the back of my mind. And then I actually just applied to a school, the school I enrolled to. Didn't think I was gonna get in. They gave me an interview. Didn't think I was gonna get. I didn't think they was gonna care anything about the interview. I just spoke my mind, and I got into school. I'm like, Ugh. funny how that works, huh? <laughs> Yes, yeah, I'm like, damn. So, so this all kind of happened around the same time. All, like you kind of like, like you no. knew you you wanted to go to medical school. Wanted to go to medical school, didn't work out. I coped and dealt with it through music. Things were happening with me towards music. Then, like, I just my dad made me apply to this one school. I'm like, okay, I took the MCAT again. My dad made me apply to this one school. I'm like, uh, whatever. I'm just doing it to make him happy. And then I get in. So I'm like, damn. And then and then I'm like, I don't think I can do both. But after talking to my parents, talking to a lot of doctors, they said I can do both. There's someone, there's a doctor right now who uses his medical career to finance his music. So I'm like, okay, well, if he can do it, then I guess I got to do it. 
I mean, that's a lot of people. It's a really great way to take it. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't. I can't speak for the school part. I can't speak for how it goes during school. I look forward yeah. to uh, have, after happens. after your first year. Yeah. I'd like to have you back on. I'd like to break down the schedule of music yeah. and going to medical school Definitely. because that would be a fucking topic. But I know I do know a guy. He's a very, uh, he's actually I think my my second or third episode. Uh, Carlos Platone. He's a just incredibly versatile human being yeah. in the music industry. He does everything. But uh, he's produced a number of albums with different people, and a lot of them, one of them actually about 30-minute drive from here is, uh, I think, some sort of insurance-like guy, like big insurance. He does, that, like, for a company? Or yeah, like, he just, he's yeah, he a just, broker or something? He just does insurance, just super chill, you know, like nothing, wears a suit and tie to work every day, but he's obsessed with music. This yep. guy has like 300 guitars in this entire full-size studio that he built, mm-hmm. like full professional. Yeah, Carlos come in, and, he, and this... He all, this guy, I think, hired the band from The Voice Wow! to record on his record. And, like, that's the kind of shit you got to do. Yeah. A lot of these people, don't, I mean, they just do it as a hobby. But if you go into medical school, you come out and you have a talent to do it. That's I mean, what I'm saying. And then, that's, that's pretty smart. It's a long, long con. Yeah, and I'm, I, like, I don't even have, like, a lot of money. So, I mean, there's one producer hit me up. He worked with, you know, Chris Brown, Trey Songs, Yeah. Ray J. He just blame it on the alcohol. Uh, <laughs> so, um, he came to me. He was like, yeah, I'll do – I'll hook you up uh, – We'll do the beat. We'll start from scratch. We'll do the the beat. Will be yours. The lyrics. Oh yeah, I'll help you do that. All that. And he was like two thousand dollars. I was like, bro, I barely got that in my bank account. Like, I yeah. can't, I can't. He's like, oh, you need to make commitment. Like all these, all these. That's how you know. You know, like people are listening to you. People are watching you because people try to shoot me down. I'd be seeing producers looking at my stories, looking at like liking posts, whatever, trying to act like they're not interested. But then they hit you with like, come at you, try to buddy you up, and then be like. Oh, it's gonna be this much, and when I tell them I can't afford it, they're like, "Oh, I want well then, okay, then I guess we have nothing here because, but you put all we your also, money in these other people, but we also live in a world that we can do that by ourselves." Yeah, so, and that's what I'm doing. So, but it would be, I was nice because I wanted him to work on like my EP, and I wanted to do it single, but I'm not doing that for two thousand dollars right now. So how, so how did how did you go about making your EP? So. Um, like how'd you get? Well, I'm in the process right now. So right now you. So how'd you get like the financing? How who the studios? Who where? How did you? What programs? I mean, like everything. Walk me through the whole so thing. So I will first. Well, right now I work at the doctor's office. I work at a doctor's office, so nice. that's where I get the money. And I also work part time for um. This is, I'm like a I'm a I like I'm certified in California to sell life insurance. There you go. So uh, I do that part time. That's where the money comes. I recorded at Goldmine Studios, and um. And then other places like um, I have a, I have one well I was gonna have two features but there were some technical issues with that so I only have one feature but I use and then my friends they use their studio and then I, f- I find the beats myself. Um, now when you say you find the beats, mm-hmm. do you make the beats with like a pad? I don't, and- I don't make the beats. I I just buy them online. I lease the beats because I'm not in the stage right now where I can know how to make beats or anything like that. And then I just I just comb through stuff, very meticulous, you know, seeing what works, what vibes. And then you pick the songs, then you write the songs, you figure out the harmonies, figure out the melodies. And then the thing with me, like when I write songs or like when I come up with the melody, I don't like record it. I just because I feel like, no, I just don't record it because if I wake up and I don't remember it, then it wasn't good enough. But it, a lot of times it's a terrible way to do I, it is a terrible That's way a to do it is a terrible way, way to do things. things but the but I always I always remember them though because the ones that are fire I remember them every last one every last <laughs> course when I remember the course the next day 
is fire. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna stick to that. I'm not gonna record it the next, the first time I do it. I'm just running, running through stuff. I'm not gonna record it. I'm just gonna, if I don't memorize it, then I'll just go back to the beat and do it again. And a lot so, of times, my best songs are the ones where I remember. It, yeah. So, I mean, that's as it should be. If it's that good, you gotta remember. I mean, I struggle. I re- I record everything on my fucking phone and yeah, then in the studio. I, I would definitely record like the harmonies. I hate when I go in the studio and I forget the harmonies because that shit oh blows God. me. I hate, I hate when I forget like the, the layering and stuff like that, but that's another story. But then, yeah, and then I get I have to get the mastered mix. I got to go get the picture done for the song cover. I mean, EP cover. So you're funding this whole thing by yourself. I'm funding this whole thing by myself. Maybe a little help from my parents if I ask, but most I'm trying to do it all by myself. So so how did you how did you go about finding the right studio? How did you know you found I mean, for the sake of like oh all the God. artists out the, there trying to find it. That was the hardest. It. That was the hardest thing ever because literally six months, seven months was spent. Like when I really said, I'm, I'm going to sit down and really take music seriously. Like six, seven months was dedicated to like trying to find a studio because a lot of the studios now, like they charge $80 an hour. I'm like, I, was like, I do not have that. That's bro. a good fucking price. I know, but that's I don't sad. have that price. Yeah, I don't that's... have that price. I don't have $80. I don't have $125 an hour because that shit builds up and I'm very meticulous with my stuff and I like to go in there multiple times and I'm never going to get anything done with the, pay- so the money that I get So you go on like paid. a website to find studios? I mean, like say, like, I say got, you're talking I got to like- incredibly lucky. So what I did was I just kept going, singing around different places connecting with somebody so i sang at some place and the, it was like a showcase and the rapper there his name is young decent he's like bro i really like your voice i want you to um be on a feature with me like be a fe- be featured on one of my songs i was like all right bet cool i went to the studio where it was and it was like near my house and it was very cheap i'm like and he sounded great and he's an upcoming producer the dude from goldmine studios and uh I was like, bro, I think I'm going to come back here. Like, I, I got some stuff on my own. He's like, all right, come. And so it was from out. performing. You just for kept putting pro- your name just, out just there. Just from performing, going out there because, yeah, I asked people, but <clears throat> you know how the studios are out here in L.A. Like, I mean, I know I, I can't do. afford it. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't afford it. So it's, it is what it is. And if people are going to say, you know, if they say, oh, I can't do nothing, then they can't do nothing. You know, you can't just I, f- I feel like there's always a way if there's always a if there's always, I feel like there's always a purpose. God has a purpose for us. Everything happens for a reason, so um, don't try to force things, stick in your lane, but just keep going and just try to figure out the path, and it'll come there. So. so for, like, all the singers out there that are, you know, just singers and they're looking for someone to help them out, you'd say sing, pay attention to the opportunity. Pay attention to the Sing on – just make yourself known. Sing on Inst- – that's why – why do you think I sing on Instagram? I got a lot of connects from that, too. I get features on that, too. Yeah. A girl that's, like, a rapper in Atlanta, she hit me up on my DM and was like, oh, I want you to be on this song, Featured. I was like, bet. And then producers look me up there too, and they're like, oh, I think I want to work with you. Or people, producers send me free beats because of the stuff I do on Instagram. So don't just sing on Instagram. Like, just just show your talent. You know, don't just don't just you know. A lot of people, I like think about me. I stumbled forward. A lot of people that that keeps them from being successful is they always want to have like. All, they feel like they need to have all their ducks in a row. But when you don't have your ducks in a row... Man, you, fuck that. You, yeah, like, you don't go nowhere. <laughs> if you stumble, like, yeah, you're getting trying to get your ducks in a row. You still, I'm, I'm stumbling forward, and look how much farther I am than you are now. Yeah. Yeah, I have friends, I'm like, you're trying to get all your... You haven't even recorded a song yet. You haven't put anything out on Apple Music yet. It's kind of conquering the day. Yeah. Like, you wake up today, like, you know what? My goal today is I'm going to record Do a beautiful something. song on uh, Instagram. Do something. Like, it's each day, like, I don't know how much time, much time you have on this earth. You know, nothing nothing lasts forever. I don't have time to be fooling around. Like, I have things that I'm trying to do. I have a girl back in on the East Coast that I'm trying to bring out here. Like, I don't have time to play. Yeah. And so, like, 
money is the only thing that's keeping me from being really married right now, really having a family. Damn, serious, yeah, I, huh? I swear to God, like that's like, and that that's a big thing with me too. I've always wanted to be, you know, have a family of my own, but also like I want to be able to take care of that family. So that's yeah. shit like that stresses me out. Shit like that is the reason why I want to. I'm like people just you really in this business you really know it's really a good business to see who's really serious because there's people I do features with people I'm like. I've talked to you about this song for four months, four months, bro. You don't have a verse yet. Like I have, I have people like they push me. Some dude put me on his feature. He's like, oh, I think about doing this song. I was like, all right, cool. He texts me the next day. He's like, okay, I just sent you. I just went to the studio. I sent it to you. I need, I need the chorus. He wanted me to do the chorus and a verse. So I had nice. to. I was like, I was like, so I did not think he was gonna do it that fast. So what I did was I took the instrumental and I locked myself in the bathroom and I just had that shit play over and over again. And I came up with the beat and like I came up with the melody and the chorus. And like in like 15 minutes, because I did that. But people just, they be, they be Well, that's what I was talking about earlier, you know? doesn't make any sense. Like at the oversaturation of people that are just putting on this act, like it's true because the good stuff, the hard workers, I mean, it's, we're all going to, everybody's getting so sick of it that it's just, it's going to become that much better. Definitely. Yeah. There may be like a everyone's fucking doing the same thing, but it's going to become over the top, you know? And I mean, I've dealt with it my whole life. Dude, I, I did, um, I worked, I I call it volunteering because I didn't get paid, but yeah. I, I did a songwriting with some writers at Universal Records when I was like 17, 18 years old. And I would show up at like six, anywhere between six and 8 p.m. And we'd go from anywhere to two to 4 a.m., you know? And we'd show up and I'd bring my guitar and the guy would be like, all right, let's write a song. I'm like, all right, let's go. Mm -hmm. And he's like, give me something. I'm like, what kind of mood do you want? He's just like, play something. So on the spot, within like 15, 20 minutes, I have to write like three chord progressions and put a song together. Yeah. Within the next hour, I have recorded the guitar tracks in the booth, everything like that. Mm -hmm. The next fucking eight hours, <laughs> or however long it was, <laughs> like six hours, this guy sat there and just recorded the same word. It wasn't even the lyrics, the word, over and over and over again. See, something like that. And it's like, you're a great singer. You're writing great songs. You've worked with some of the biggest, biggest people in the industry, but it's like, holy shit, what are you doing? Like, this Bro. is not what it's about. Like, you locking yourself in a bathroom for and playing the song over and over to fucking get the part done, that right there, that's required. Yeah. That's fucking, all the fun and games is there. Yeah. Be creative, be sensitive, feel that fucking deep shit. Like, Definitely. go for it. When it comes time to, you know, do your job, you know, do what you signed up to do, you fucking do it. You know, that's why people, like, you know, think they can just learn a little bit and get by. No. Like, oh, I, I have an Instagram with a lot of followers, and I have an image, and I have this, but I only know how to do a little bit of what I'm actually doing. Like, you definitely have to hit it. Like, I I write I write stuff, like, almost – on my Instagram, you see there's stuff I do, like, Freestyle Fridays. I literally get the beat from a, from a song that or a beat that a lot of people know, and I just remix it, and that helps me improve my writing, songwriting. Yeah. I try to write a lot of songs like that way, and there's songs I've written that don't get put out because they're not that good, but I practice it. So when you and then there's a lot of times, you know, everyone artist has been there. Like I had, a, I hit a roadblock in my writing for my EP. Like the last song I had, I couldn't just, I couldn't figure out the second verse, but I know I didn't commit to it that well because I was just like, I'll just, I'll just get it to it eventually, you know? Yeah. Because I was working on, I'm like, let me just record all my other stuff, get that settled, and then when it got time, like I'm starting, okay, now I started to need to move on to this track. I was just like. I just got out the bed at like 12 a.m. I was like, let me just get this shit done. And then I had that shit done in 45 minutes. Like, yeah. Just because like, you have to just sit there and force yourself Ass to power. do it. And yeah. Because like, <laughs> a lot of times you do you do want to push that to the side, but there's no there's no playing with this, you know? And I'm one of those people who's like, let's, it's not that hard. I mean, honestly, like if it's something you're passionate about, it's not that hard to just sit down and really 
get something down. If you've written songs before, if you've done music before, what's your responsibility to do that? Yeah, like, no one else. You're is. getting you're getting paid. It's your responsibility. This is your gift that you claim it's your gift. You need to sit down and do it. And then I don't understand people just drag it out. Like drag. I was. I don't know if they're gonna see this, but bro, I just just know I told someone somebody about a um to have them on my song in October. I still it's. What is it now? May. May. I still haven't even heard the verse wow. that they were supposed to write. Have you contacted them? I've I've contacted them back and forth. Did you but tell them to fuck off yet? Because no. I would have told them to fuck off a month later. Because they're a good singer, so I'm like, whatever. There's a lot but of good singers. I know, but <laughs> I just and but there's also a lot of good singers. Like this one singer, she's not even. First of all, I think I have more followers than her on Instagram now, which is funny. It's crazy how the world works now. But she was like, oh, it's gonna be like two, like three hundred dollars to have me on your song. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing all that. You're not even like popping enough to me for me to put you three hundred dollars on. She was like, oh, well, you're gonna be nothing, yada, yada, yada. and now I have more. But that's all. That's all. That's not mentality. She told you is. you're gonna be nothing. No, she didn't say you're gonna be nothing. But like, you're gonna need somebody like me. Like, you don't. I don't do this for free. This is my gift. Like, and she started getting her feelings or something. Cause I, I think, cause I said like, oh, you're not worth like, you know, I'm not giving you three hundred dollars, just to be. And I had to do three hundred dollars and pay for the studio time too. Yeah. And you already know the budget that I'm dealing with. I'm not doing all that. I guess he felt some type of way. But so you've mentioned a number of times now Instagram followers. Is that something that is important? It to is. You? It is very important. Just because to you though. Let's start with you, and then we'll talk about. It's why not it's important, important to me personally. It's okay. important. It's annoying though because you need ten thousand followers just to have to put a link in your story. That kind of pisses me off. That's so stupid. I want to prank a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Like yeah, what? If Instagram takes, if Instagram takes, if Instagram, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, that makes sense. Probably why they do that now. Now you just said that. But like, if Instagram, <laughs> took, if Instagram took that off, oh my god, because people are so lazy. Like, people don't want to go to your profile and people click don't on the link. Click on the links. But if it's already your story, it's already like swipe up. Just swipe up. They got, you fucking, they got gifts for that. <laughs> yeah. I I hate the fact that they they don't <laughs> offer me the ability to put the link in there, but they offer me the gifts to say Stupid. swipe up. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's so that type of stuff it bothers me. I don't care, but like honestly, that's 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 what I hate about music industry now. That's all they care about. A and R people, if if you don't have the followers, they just automatically assume your validity. So it's just like, and me followers was never my thing. But I do want to be able to swipe up my story. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I had the pleasure of uh, Susan Markheim is the CEO, I believe the CEO of Geffen Records. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, so my mom actually knew, I don't know how they knew each other, but mm-hmm. sent over my stuff without me knowing. Yeah. Because that's what moms Parents do, do, right? do that, yeah. Anyway, she, what she reported back to me, I had the pleasure of getting uh, the words from Susan Markheim. Okay. Basically, she told my mom, like, he's incredibly talented. He's got everything he needs. How many followers does he have? If he doesn't have at least 100, what is it? I think she said like 100,000, then we're not going to bother. That's all they care about. And I, I think I was like, I must have been like 18 or 19. And I remember hearing that. And I had already dealt with it my fair share of like, you know, a few people that have said some shit to me. But that was like, that wasn't even direct. That was indirectly through my mother. Like, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I was like, I'm going to, I think I'm still going to do this myself. Yes. Like, <clears throat> honest. And then like, literally sure enough, like two years later, I met with AC Burl, a world-class producer, record producer and all that stuff. And we were, we were sitting in the studio and he told me his most successful friends in the music industry started independent and are still independent. Some of them are making like 10, 15 million a year. 
completely and I'm good off that. Anything. I'm good off that because that's, that's more these, than regu- good. <laughs> these record labels are tripping. Like, and the crazy thing is too, you don't even need that many followers. People are so, I hate to say it, but like people just follow the wave, the influence. <laughs> yeah. If you put someone who has a nice voice, looks good, you write, even write for them. You give them some nice clothes, and you get <laughs> you get Kylie Jenner to say, "Oh, this song is." Fantastic! They're gonna be Boom. getting five hundred thousand followers like that. Yeah, like that stuff doesn't Play mean stadiums. Any- yeah, like that stuff doesn't mean anything. That's that's why I hate. That's that's the only part that frustrates me, and it's frustrating too because I go in a lot of spaces where, um, yeah, I went to like a showcase thing or whatever it was, and it was a lot of IG famous people there too. And the whole first of that's all, that's a statement. We first live, of all, we we're in, in a time. first of all, we're in a club. No <laughs> one's having a conversation with anybody. Everyone's on their phones, on their stories. Like, oh, look how much fun we're having. I'm like, this is lame. This is stupid. But the whole <laughs> conversation is, oh, how many followers do you have? How many followers? Ba-da-da, ba-da-da. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't, at that time, I only had like two thousand followers. So I'm like, I'm not even gonna say anything. Yeah, that much shit. Good for you. Yeah, I'm like what? Because I had it for a while. Most of them are from people from college. So you know, with black folks, Instagram is a big thing. I so. didn't go to college. I didn't have. I barely had an Instagram in high school. So, I didn't have. An I didn't Instagram have Instagram. In high I didn't have an Instagram in high school. Literally, I got Instagram. Only reason I got Instagram in college to start off because it was like these little games that you would play with like girls, where they'd be like, I don't know, it's like. <laughs> Rate this guy one to ten. I could never be the games because I don't have an Instagram. I was like, you know, guys, I'm getting an Instagram, and I'm that's out. when your music career and started. That's how my social media career started to get girls as a sophomore in high school. Oh, that is that is hilarious. That's yes, amazing. But yeah, that part is that whole part dynamic is very annoying because I know just one shot out away, I'm one shot out away from getting like. Six hundred thousand, but like I'm still the same. So artist. even as an independent artist, you you think that you need followers to have? No, you need. Well, honestly, I hate to say it. We'll have quick success, like immediate, because followers do help. Because when you have those like that little fan mob mentality, those people are gonna start listening to your song. So you have five hundred thousand people that follow you, right? You put out a song, probably get like. 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 people that are actually going to listen to the song. And so that yeah. helps because when they play, and they're probably going to listen to it multiple times. So, so now you can make a profit from that. You feel me? So from well, a from a analytical perspective, it helps. But I don't really care about that stuff. Well, two things. I want to clear up that I don't think the idea of followers is a bad thing. It's I not think, a bad thing. Well, I, I, not it's, that it's, it's bad. It's but a like, bad in, in terms of like, you well, it's, like it's been put artist. on a pedestal. Yeah, it's been put on a pedestal, and, every, and there's a lot of things that go along with it, where it's like you either make it or break it. You're nobody with it or without. And people it pay for followers. See, people... but like the idea of followers, the idea of social media, being able to expose your life and have people follow you because they care about what you're doing, that is incredible. That is incredible. And among those five hundred thousand, like you said, there's like maybe ten thousand might buy it, but there's probably like a thousand that love you. Yeah, that would give anything for you. Yeah, you know? for sure. So that's a good feeling. I'm already getting like. I'm already like I don't know if you see my social media, but like I'm getting people from I'm, they're playing my songs in Brazil. Oh hell like yeah, club in Brazil. I'm like, oh this is I'm getting DMs like, oh I love you. I'm like, I love you guys too. Like I, I was like, I'll see all <laughs> my songs. You see one person to send you that. I, that's all I need. Literally, that's all I need. Like especially because people try so hard to try to invalidate you. Especially Americans, we don't like to we don't like anything that's new. Anybody that's like coming on the scene, we want to we want to ride waves. We don't want to like something until somebody told, tells us, oh this guy is fired. You feel me? And that's we don't Unless think you're for a hipster. Our, yeah, we don't think for ourselves. <laughs> but there are people in other countries. I'm getting people from France, UK. They People like what what's different. So obviously yeah. they're going to gravitate to me because I'm in the United States. And yeah. people in the United States are going to gravitate to 
other people. Yeah. So, but I'm a. I don't care. I'm not. I don't have time to wait for Americans to get hip to me. If Brazil and people of you know Colombia and all the people want to well, listen I'm, to me, it is what it is. I'm glad that you see it that way because AC Burrell, same guy, put me in contact with this uh, social media expert. He's like one of the top ones that all the companies hire. I got the chance to talk to him for like an hour while he was driving. Yeah. And he was telling me, he's like, he was breaking it down, the numbers. I have a piece of paper in the studio somewhere with this information. Oh. I took it, it was years ago. <laughs> but he was saying, he's like, all you really need is a thousand loyal fans in the world. And he's like, thousand sounds like a lot. But the amount of people in the world and the fact that we have this blanket in social media that we can reach anybody, getting a thousand people to be on board with you and follow what you do is not hard. Yeah. He's like you have to be consistent. He's like about a thousand people. You follow do have to you, be. Right? That's the that's the hard part. He's like forget shows, forget stuff. You decide on Facebook Live. You're gonna go play a thirty minute show on Facebook Live and you promote it. All your fans around the world are gonna tune in Facebook Live and they're gonna watch that thirty minute show. You set something up where what how the most comments and shares wins a free T-shirt and then you open up your merch store. He's like if a thousand people are involved in that, if you sell a thousand T-shirts at twenty bucks a pop for one thirty minute show. He's like, what do you have right there? You have $20,000. You're absolutely right. Oh, for, my God. And he, and he, but think about it. It's not, it's not, not amazing. It's not profound. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. literally just breaking it down. And he's like, that's what social media is in the music industry. And that's what people aren't doing. He's like, set up plans, set up competitions. Like, it doesn't matter if you, if you have five followers, you fucking go on, you say, hey, I'm releasing this t-shirt with a uh, Hollywood James on the fucking, you know, on the on the Hollywood JT, but yeah. Hollywood J Hollywood JT on the uh, logo on the cover. Uh, whoever shares it with the most people, whoever share gets the most likes, will get, I'll send them a free T-shirt. You have five people sharing your fucking shirt. That's gonna turn into you know a hundred people. But I mean, even with five people, you can get that many more followers. And then you put those followers, you say, hey, I'm selling these T-shirts for discounted price. If you if you tune in, to, even like this, if you tune into my live concert next week on Facebook Live, and I see you comment something you'll get a discount on the t-shirts or you'll get a discount on something. That was a great idea. I mean, you're making a fucking living and all you're doing is playing your shows from your fucking bedroom. That's a great idea because the people of Brazil love me, so I don't <laughs> care. I'm well, see, that's what I mean. Like, that's the best part. Like, you can do it. Yeah, that's awesome. As long I as you're putting your shit out there, right? Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, and that's the hardest part too because like, I didn't care about that follower stuff and then so it starts like going up and then you say like and you feel like you're closer to your goal like my goal is just 10,000 I just want to be I just I don't know what it is about you want that, that blue I fucking want, thing next to your name I, don't I know what no I don't even want that I, I want, want to, be able I want to put that. that I want to put that link on my story I want you to swipe up and you go straight to Apple Music that's what I want <laughs> and then but then you see like so, so days where I'm like like I'll go like maybe like a week or two didn't really put up a song or didn't do a freestyle and I see like the numbers start doing it I'm like uh, that's how it works I don't have time for this But like, it is what it is Like So But yeah I was in um, I was in my My local music shop The other day Instrumental music I'm actually having The manager of that sh uh, Store come on This next month mm -hmm. <laughs> But I was in there And I was Trading a guitar in To get these microphones These like better You know sounding microphones And I got a call While I was doing it And I was talking to my buddy We were talking about The better sound This and that and We got into this conversation Of the fact that People don't want the best sound anymore people don't want the best quality they really people don't. need some sort of like fuck up if it's if it looks too good if it feels too good they won't believe it and i was like that is I can, insane i believe i, like, I can, get it i can feel i can because honestly too yeah because i do features with people right and i'm like this isn't like i like go back to my old vocals this doesn't sound good so he messaged he's like I th it sounds good to me i was like did Bro. he fuck with like all the did he edit it a ton he did too much to it well, and, see that's what i mean like that's different though. but like parts were like choppy too 
So I'm oh, like, yeah, I get you. Okay, I'm like, all right. bro, re- give me put my fluid. put my old vocals back. He, no, it was like I feel like he like just rushed it, and there was parts for like the quality, the tone, and then it just shifted. But it's I'm still singing the same stuff, same tone, but like the effects, whatever you put on there, it was it wasn't consistent throughout the whole thing. And I'm just like, bro, put the old. Stuff. But he was like, oh, this sounds great. What are you talking? I'm like, bro. You've been spending too much time in front of the I, studio. I was like, bro, <laughs> put that of my old vocals back on. This, like, yeah, but like, yeah, people don't. I don't know. I don't get that either because I'm a, I'm kind of a perfectionist. Well, I mean, it's different with the performing. Like, I need to go and I need to play my part. I need to sing my part. Yeah. Like, we can throw some compression on it if you want to add effects to what's already been done. Yeah. But to go in there and to chop it up and make it perfect. Like, for example, uh, um, I don't chop every. Yeah, I don't chop it up. There's a, a I'm lot. Very, I'm very against that. There's you a go lot when of you things. do your take and that and you don't fuck up. Sometimes it it depends, like, um, because especially with me, especially with singers, you don't sing, you don't sing the exact same way twice yeah. ever. So sometimes if I sing a certain way and I didn't like it or like maybe try to recreate that, I'll try to like, I sometimes I'll splice things. So I'll do a, I'll do a phrase, I'll sing a whole I don't know measure, and I'll sing that measure. Maybe like twenty, not nah, twenty. So extra. I probably sing it like ten, eleven times. Yeah. Some parts I'll splice in because it just the feeling makes it, was better. It just, yeah, the feeling's better. Like that's all about the feeling. Sometimes you didn't this, and then maybe like this part was good, but then you know this part you didn't breathe as well. Yeah. And you know you could do it, but you just don't feel like just doing a whole other take to do a whole measure again. So sometimes yeah. you just splice that part in. So sometimes I'm cool with doing that, but like some people take that to the extreme. They like splice like. To every two or three, two or three words, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of extra. So. I've worked, with, I've worked with people that for guitar solos, like say, there's like a two, like a one minute guitar solo, with all those notes. They'll have you do like forty guitar solos, and then they will just take notes from each one and make, yes, and create their own guitar solos. Like, why did I come in the first place? <laughs> I could have just played every note on the guitar in this tone, Bro, and you could have just so cut factual. it together. They do do that. Like, though. Fuck off. They do. I that, hate that shit. Yeah, that, I don't like that either. But and people do do that with like. It's just too much. Just because you, and also sometimes when you do that, especially with singing, it's not realistic. Because you know when you have to go sing that live, the way you breathe, unless you, unless you're just a phenomenally like, you know, a lot of people just aren't. There's there some things you, singers. there's some things you just can't do because you don't have enough breath, you don't have enough chest capacity to do that. Hey, yeah. And so when you're going to sing that, singing it live, you, you, you realize like I shouldn't have did all that because there's no way I can do this whole phrase and sound it as perfectly as I did on the CD. And not take a single breath too at the same time. Yeah, the, like that's. Well, you can tell sometimes that's artists will change the yeah. melodies too. That's an element that people don't realize. You know, I've done that too. I've made that mistake too. Like I did all this splicing right, and then it's time to really sing it somewhere. And I'm like, damn. I mean, it sounds good still. It doesn't sound like it did it when I was on the CD though, because I literally did it. I literally sang this phrase, and then I just waited for the play. I spliced it and waited for the playback again, and jumped in on the phrase again when I had a full breath. Yeah. Sometimes when you when you're singing you don't breathe. I mean like when you're singing the notes are coming out but you're not breathing. So. There's no time. There's no time. So. Still still same things. <laughs> well, it was crazy. A friend of mine told me the other day that he read an article or some sort of statistic that said that selfie videos are getting more attention than professionally done videos now. Because Bro, have you seen video- have you seen my stuff on Instagram? It's all selfie, no, absolutely. <laughs> Which it's crazy because I prefer watching like real stuff, but yeah. like these selfies. So literally, I mean, but it's cool because yeah, because it's like that is almost harder than recording. Because I have to sing a whole thing and have you gotta pull it off. Flawless. See, that's how I demand recording though. Yeah. Like if you show up and you and your part's already written, you like you do it in three takes or you fuck off and go practice. <laughs> like this is serious shit. 
I'm a very I get you, hard, but I'm a hard person to work with. Don't, yeah, don't, sometimes don't. I feel you, but just sometimes like just weird things happen. Your voice sounds crazy that day. So it's leave. not agree. It's not agreeing with you. Come back the next day. Or sometimes you just need a couple times to warm up. You need like three. Like sometimes you get three takes. You may be a little nervous. You warm up. Now you got your system on the fourth one. That shit is flawless. Right, for vocals, I'll give you five. Yeah. Yeah. When you <laughs> like, yeah. When you're like, yeah, the instruments, I guess, because that's that's just like boom. Like, you, I mean, there's some. I mean, it's kind of uh, no, no, no. Sometimes you need, show up ready. Like, you need a warm. Yeah, I feel you need to show up. But sometimes there's a reason I'm a one man operation with everything. <laughs> all right, there's a very good reason. Sometimes it's needed, like especially with me, like, and not sometimes with me too. It's not even the fact that I'm not ready. I just want that shit to sound so perfect. And sometimes people be like, oh, it's already good. I'm like, I'm not liking how that sounds. I could do sing. I know I can sing that better. So sometimes yeah. with me, I'm kind of extra. But I mean, it's your job to be extra. Yeah. So <laughs> when I put, I'm putting my neck on the line, my money. I don't want people think saying this is trash. So I want this. I I want to be proud of the work that I put out. So. so how do you keep from being like the rest of everyone? So like, take take a, a guy with an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Every guy can pick up an acoustic guitar and learn three fucking chords, starting with the G chord. And can write a thousand songs and, you know, just be the next guy that does that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing separating them. And then as a singer, it becomes even harder because you just have your voice. And, like, while you can do as much as you can with that, you still need something back. Like, take a Freddie Mercury, for example. Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury was one of the maybe the greatest singers like, greatest of all male, time. I think, honestly, I think he's probably the greatest male vocalist, but yeah. Yeah, of all time. But he would be nothing without Queen behind him. For sure. Marvin Gaye, my, one of my, like, top ever Icon, favorite singer it legend just, there's not enough words to yeah. begin to talk about marvin gay however marvin gay's band one of the, some of the best players in the Definitely. fucking world so like how does a singer someone like you in our day and age with everyone's ability to create sound through their fucking computer separate yourself from everything that's going on you have to be yourself first of all the, the thing good thing about being a singer is people try to act like singers sound the same they really don't like people have unique voices yeah. So that voice, whatever you have, stick with that, and you just have to be yourself. Cause not everyone's gonna be like you. Like I think differently than than most guys already. So my R and B stuff is gonna sound different. But the things that I care about, like I talk about, I have a songs where I'm talking about, like I wanna be married, I wanna have children. People don't yeah. talk about stuff like that. So that's different. I have a song where I played football. I'm talking about Cover One. The song is called Cover One. I love a defensive it. play. <laughs> Who's talking about playing football? one-on-one i'm talking about versus seven by one on the inside <laughs> nope probably no one knows what i'm talking about but the people that play football can understand that so i think your voice is already was going to separate that's which is annoying that's why people we were talking about people go out their way to sound too unique you don't have to sound too unique sound like you if you are that unique go for yeah, it yeah you gotta be that sound unique. like you sing how you're comfortable singing don't go out the way your voice will carry you you're gonna be unique and be yourself because now people don't have the same voice and people don't have there's only one you in the world so it's gonna it's gonna work out rock and roll man rock and roll i really like that <laughs> I'm, I'm proud to be part of that one yeah. um so one more question before we go got you is there anything that would make you stop like like just stop cold turkey just i'm not doing music anymore I don't think so, honestly. Like you can sing, but like you're gonna stop pursuing music. There's nothing that at this point that's gonna make me stop. I can't, All right, twenty I can't years even, go by from right now, and you still haven't made any I headwind. I've made any headwind. Well, now at that point, I still have my career, right? I I'm still having a career that's gonna help finance it. At the end of the point, at the end of the day, I don't even think like that, honestly. 
The goal is to make fulfill my. The goal is to walk on that stage and get a Grammy. By that's any your means, goal. By any means, above everything else. Above everything else. So getting a Grammy is more important than the message you're you're sharing. Getting getting the Grammy is the is the stepping stone to let me know that I'm validated now. And then once I get validated, then I can do the things that I want that I really want to do. Then I can do the things that I can help my family with their financial circumstances. I can be an influence. I feel like I, any any kind of way. I feel like that's the benchmark for me because I'm I want to be like a real artist. I don't care about. So getting a Grammy makes you a real artist. I feel like that makes me a real artist in my eyes. I know that's not a, in so a lot va- of people's eyes. So validation is important to you. Validation, yeah. My music, my music career. People saying like, yeah, you're you're a talented artist, and then that's so a hundred thousand means- people could tell you you're the best, and you could never win a Grammy, and you wouldn't be validated. No, then I mean, obviously at that point, but. I'm not. I'm just saying. Questions, man. These are the questions. (laughs) I want to be. I want to be. I don't know what it is about that Grammy, but I just want to be able to get up on that stage. I want to grab that Grammy first of all. I want to talk about my story about my upbringing, what I had to deal with, and just like anybody can do it if you work hard enough. You know, there's people in this. There's people like that have discredited me. There's people that say I can't do this. And I want to prove them wrong. I want to. I want them when I get on that stage. I want them to look at me and say, "Damn, I was wrong about that guy." So you're trying to prove people wrong. Too. I need to prove. People you need wrong. validation. You're I need to prove validation. Wrong. I need to prove people wrong. I need, and then I, that will bring about the influence. That'll bring about the stuff, the bigger stuff that I'm trying to do. So, well, I'm gonna leave you with this from my personal experience. Trying to prove people wrong and looking for validation will set a clear goal. You'll reach that goal, and then you'll have nothing to do. Oh, I will have some. I will have something to do. Trust me. <laughs> well, I hope, in for my in my opinion, in my perspective, I really hope that you let go of the validation, of the Grammy, and you keep doing it passionately. <sighs> I think because you I have everything it takes. I think you're thinking of like I understand where you're coming from. I definitely do. I, I know just, you. I know you understand where I'm coming from. That's I why know, I'm fucking fucking with I you. I know where you're coming from. <laughs> I know. First of all, it's always been. First of all, I feel like it's always been my dream to get a Grammy since I was four. Have you ever held a Grammy? No, I broke one one time. Wow. Yeah, but it's always been my dream to win a Grammy, to get up on stage and to tell another person that like they can do it. I did it. You, if I can do it, me, yeah. James, <laughs> you know me. You know where <laughs> I come from. <laughs> I can do it, bro. <laughs> stop the excuses. I can't believe you said friends with me. Stop the <laughs> stop. I know that's that's a whole other thing, but <laughs> stop the excuses. Stop the. Stop, you know, the people that are telling you can't do it, people that are yeah. trying to limit your your beliefs, limit who you are, just go out in there and do it. Especially in the time we live in where, like, anyone can. like Anyone can, bro. Even in, even now, like, I can't even look at, it's already, I'm not even, like, big, and it's people already, like, hating. Like, people, you know, the little troll, like, why does he, why is he looking like that? Uh, I'm like, uh, see, here we I posted a started. video of me playing guitar, and I have a receding hairline, and someone asked me if bro, I was Drew people, Brees. People, people <laughs> pick up the stupidest, I made a, I made a mistake, though, because I, I, I just. It's hilarious. I, I did love a, it. I did a cover, and I sang it in my parents' room, so the, the, the bed was a little messy. <laughs> and then some everyone, I'm, I'm blowing up It's going viral on Twitter Right Some some one person Had to be like Oh my gosh Like you, Your dirty bed Is distracting me I was like That's not my bed It's your mother's <laughs> And then You responded and, yeah. Oh man That's funny though But That's I got likes though. But guess what She was like Oh my god You're an asshole My mother died 10 years ago I'm like Okay That's why I, that's, that's when I learned You can't respond to people Because I, would, I, I laugh at all that shit I know, but I'm like, you know what? Now you're I, like, honestly, you knew I didn't know. I didn't know that your mother was not living. So, 
you can't talk people on yeah, social media. How you know if you're telling the truth too? Yeah, that's it's true, social true. media. People just on post social media and believe are, in what you're people doing. People on social media are just too much for me sometimes. So. <laughs> like I, sometimes even now I'm like I respond to some girls that like they'll be like, oh thank you so much, um you're so amazing. I'm like thank you. I, I respond like thank you, and now they're sending me like messages every day. You got you what you want. One girl was sending me nudes. I'm like, I don't need this. People still do that? Yes. The nudes thing? Grown women. Man, it's exhausting. It's very exhausting. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to dive into that one because, I, yeah, we're going to leave that one I feel like at 24, you don't need any. This is not sixth grade. We know what a naked woman looks like. <laughs> I mean, it's like, have you been on the internet? Like, shit. That's true. Like, why, like are you wasting, is, why are you wasting your time? What is this supposed to do for me? <laughs> Like, I'm a grown man. Oh man, you're 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 walking down a dangerous path right now. Okay, yeah. Okay. Microphones are on. I like it. Okay. Next episode with James. We're talking. <laughs> now we're really talking. <laughs> well, Shima, I, I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate you, your drive. I appreciate you taking my questions and you know giving it your true self. Definitely. Uh, that's what this is about. And I'm telling you this right now. First year of medical school. You're coming back on, and I want to fucking do that episode of how do you balance Whoa. medical school with a fucking music career? Definitely, yeah, we'll, we'll do Cause that. Because that's because I'm gold. gonna figure that out. Because that's been the hardest part about this whole thing. I've been balanced, ba- trying to like. First, I was like, I don't know if I can do it, and all these people are saying you can do it, you can do it. So I'm like, all right, screw it, I'll do it. <laughs> so, we'll see how that goes. Well, hey, I'm uh, I'm glad to hear that you and anyone out there is. Fighting for it like that. Definitely. Rock and roll, man. Got to. Any last words? Um, No last words. Thank you for having me on. Anybody that's listening, go out there and get your dreams. Don't let these people limit you. People don't know anything. People <laughs> limit you because they're insecure about themselves and they don't like where they are in life. Don't take their advice if they're not in a place that you want to be in life. So keep doing what you want to do. So, And thank you for having me on again. Was that a little snippet of the Grammy speech? No. <laughs> That's going to be intense. I can't wait. I, I'm excited for that I'm one. I'm going to have tears in my eyes. I'm going to look for it. I'm going to be there. Yes. Dude, I'll be like, everyone, I'm up for a Grammy. It's going down. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> uh, all right. James Thomas, everybody. Yeah. Uh, you want to give a social media tag so we can all go watch your uh, music? For sure. My name on social media is Hollywood JT. That's my stage name. Uh, you can see all my stuff, all my music. Right now, I had to go through a change because at first I was Hollywood J. But there's another Hollywood J. And I, didn't, and I was already Hollywood JT. I thought that was too many syllables, but now I'm Hollywood JT again. You can listen to all my stuff on social media. And Apple don't music. comment on the bed. Yeah, don't <laughs> comment on the bed. Don't, please don't. Thanks. All right, man. Thanks. Peace.